welcome to season two of Guilty Pleasure, the podcast that celebrates, elaborates, and experiences our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Ray Bell. And today's guest was Tom May, one of the guitarists and singers of one of my favorite bands, The Menzingers. And Tom's guilty pleasure was... UFOs and conspiracy theories. If you'd like to reach us, you could always email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at guiltypleasurepodcast. But more importantly, if you guys like what you are hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Tell us how you're liking these quality interviews because we busted our balls to get them. Yeah. So much busting. But seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Guys, thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. We're so thrilled to have you here. Yeah. Will you tell the people listening at home what your guilty pleasure is? Uh, my guilty pleasure is probably, is definitely conspiracy theories and more specifically uh, UFO phenomena. Oh, so yeah. cool. I'm uh, really excited to talk about this. I really am. So like when you talk about conspiracy theories and UFOs specifically, there's a lot of genres so there's like a movie genre there's like true story there you know and and people recounting ufo sightings and stuff like that where does your interest lie uh so over the last couple decades like since i was a kid it's definitely varied over time uh, it started out with just kind of your basic metaphysical whatever like the section in the library i can still remember i think it's like 900 section in uh the scranton public library that was just all books about ghosts Loch Ness Monster UFOs um, strange stories and anecdotes from different cultures of people you know uh, out of body experiences and and, uh, time traveling and stuff like that so it started there and then moved uh, more towards UFOs and stuff after seeing like Men in Black when I was a kid and movies like that yeah (laughs) and then uh, I just got really into that I wish I had a really great story of just you know the one time that I saw a massive UFO or something that really cool that happened to me but I don't that's okay yeah there's still time there's plenty yeah hopefully there's plenty of time we gotta get you in middle of a desert yeah or by like a big body of water or Mm -hmm. something like that that's a pretty popular place to to be visited if you will absolutely you know uh i grew up right across the street from where the men in black uh saucers are from men in black one i oh, grew the, up in uh, queens it was the world's fair thing yeah or, I that's grew so up right cool. across the street <laughs> from the world's fair and i was like look i was like dad they're ufos oh that's so great like no they're not i uh made my dad take me there once <laughs> did when you really we went to new york city I was to, just to go like drive by it or whatever it was great did, because of the movie yeah because of the movie oh i yeah. love that so much <laughs> i love that that's yeah. the world's fair actually i just saw um 2001 space odyssey have you ever seen that movie absolutely oh yeah oh my gosh. My she just saw it at the i uh, just saw it at the arc light in the dome okay yeah i was walking over here uh or walking um by the palladium earlier today and saw that 
an ad for 2001 Space Odyssey, so they're yeah. re-showing it or Yeah, something? it's the wow. 50th anniversary, and uh, Christopher Nolan actually organized like a showing of the... Not, I don't know if he organized... Uh, this is secondhand. I don't mm. actually know. But <laughs> I know he's involved. I know that it's on 70 millimeter film. Like It's the original film that... We, that um, they, I guess they reprinted it, mm-hmm. is from what I understand. But uh, it was fucking incredible to see. fantastic. I've never seen it on a, a big screen before. No, and it's a very, like, sensual, like, uh, sense-heavy movie. You know, oh. so, like, uh, the music is really, um, what's the word, kinesiological? Like, you feel in your whole body, like, yeah. all the subs and the way they use that to convey the space and stuff. That'd be awesome to go see in a, in yeah. a big theater. I, I, would, I, would, I would say we should go right now if we'll there was one. Scrap the interview. Yeah, yeah. fuck well, it. Well, this, this is portable. This is portable. This is, we're we really portable. Well, that's we a really good go. point, yeah. <laughs> they would love that. All the people who paid $18 to sit in the dome would love to hear us being like, fuck in the yeah. monolith. I've never <laughs> seen it before, so I need to see it. I it's, think this would be one way to do it. Yeah. It's honestly one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's just, I mean, it really takes talking about aliens or UFOs to this, well, not even a new level. I mean, like, you look, it's from 1968. I mean, it's the grandfather of a lot of, cool science fiction oh, that totally. we have now yeah it does. you know uh, it even it goes into the origin of humans and like time as a loop and what we, our relationship to the universe is essentially and stuff it's fucking yeah. awesome i it's love it so good it's well, so good if you haven't watched it jackie i haven't watched most get movies. on it's it it's like yeah. it's like a bit it's a bit that we do i haven't watched most movies they're just not good like <laughs> and that. then it gets to the point where you kind of don't want to watch it because mm-hmm. it's been so long i'm such a contrarian at heart <laughs> yes. truly whenever people like things i just innately do not want to like them um however this is why we get along <laughs> however i will <laughs> yeah. it's one of your favorite movies i will watch it it's um, it's pretty spectacular it's it, it's even yesterday, well, I was telling Jackie this too. You know, you hear and everyone's like, "Oh, that's so cliche." It's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, that's why like everyone a, does it. There's so many uh, pop culture references from the movie. Like oh it, it, the old adage, "Open the pod bay doors." When uh, people say that, that's from there. And, mm-hmm. So good. That's amazing. How I actually we have an Alexa in the house. I can't say it too loud because she'll pop. She'll up. pop up. Yeah. She'll um, pop up and she'll so we have her. Us all. She yeah. Well, right? we were looking around. We're like, oh god. But I asked if I can call her Hal because I would love to do that because that's nerdy. Keep your mic so closer nerdy. to your face. Oh, sorry. My acting friend. Sorry. I, I think okay. I just uh, read recently that Hal. So H A L. The letter that comes after each of those in the alphabet is I B M. And oh, it was kind of a, yeah. uh, a jab at the company at the time, or like a little reference to. Yeah, well, uh, there's even like jab, on the like a, on the um, on some of the devices that they use, there's IBM stuff. Uh, on the movie, a, yeah, oh, interesting. which you never would really see if you're watching it on an iPad, which is pretty much how I've watched it previously. <laughs> yeah, um, but absolutely spectacular. So I want to know kind of some of the pop culture references or what influenced you to get interested in UFOs and conspiracy theories. You mentioned the Scranton public library. Yeah. I am a shout big out public library fan. <laughs> awesome. So I dig that. So like, what were some of the things that you read as like a young person that kind of piqued your interest in this stuff? So the, the first of uh, kind of those, you know, metaphysical mystery kind of books I remember reading was one about the Loch Ness monster. And I think I liked it a lot because I was really young and it was very picture heavy and there were big black and white pictures. And just the, the prospect of connecting uh, time from that long ago, like a dinosaur or whatever the theories were that it would exist in this lake in, in uh, Scotland, was so 
I don't know, just mysterious and spooky and attractive to me. There's also right around the time that the X-Files came out, which I really ended up liking a lot. And yeah. uh, so all of those kind of things, I was you know, fascinated with that show and just the whole... The first two seasons kind of mostly take place in the Pacific Northwest, and everything's just like green and eerie, and it's always overcast and kind of, uh, I don't know, just that mystery was so exciting. And then uh, as I got older and started to you know read books about it and learn more about it, uh, I started to kind of take on the more existential and political role, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. what the most... Uh, intense question or the most relevant question facing all of humanity ever is shrouded in this mystery where most people are just like, oh yeah, there's probably people lying about it and we just kind of like live our day otherwise. I always thought that was just really bizarre to me and I had to be either all in or all out. Yeah. yeah. So when we're talking about like all these questions that people have, does it loop in with why are we here and what are we doing also with we're definitely not alone? Uh, yeah, totally. That's all. Yeah. And there's, it's so funny. I'm trying to think of which avenue to go down because I spent so many nights on message boards and, uh, eventually watching YouTube videos when the internet got fast enough for that. Uh, just learning about this stuff and people get so involved with it and go down so many crazy rabbit holes that it's just, uh, it's wild. Yeah. It's hard to separate fact from fiction. What are some of your favorite, uh, theories about, uh, alternative life? Oh, so is that is it alternative, alternative life? life. Is that like the new? dimensional? Yeah, did I did I just come up with a new alternative name? Alternative life. Yeah. You came up with an alien or something? I don't that know. If it's like an a, improv an, team a brand. name. <laughs> alternative life. Yeah. It's, it could be it could be a band. Yeah. It could <laughs> also be like a lifestyle <laughs> Instagram account. Could definitely be an Instagram account. Yeah, I gotta uh, I gotta get on that. Get on yeah, that. you should get on that for sure. <laughs> get, buy the domain. Get that one. Flip that one. Get another domain. Flip that one. You got. But yeah, so my favorite ones that I think. The favorite ones that are just outrageous, uh, or at least, I mean, you know, if it was true, who knows? I mean, there's like a weird steak salesman as the president of the United States now, so oh, I'm not sure which timeline salesman. we're in. He was, And he, he was. failed at it terribly. He, at it. he yeah. also is from Queens, so perhaps those were saucers, and he landed here it's from another planet. entirely possible. It's Here's hoping, uh, uh, yeah. honestly. But uh, one of the it. theories is that the people who rule... The, right, so a lot of it, the ones that you'll really find if you dig in a little bit, is that... There is another planet, Planet X. Uh, it's a, you know the actual ninth planet in the solar system. Only its orbit is so long that um, it only comes by every ten thousand years or fifteen thousand oh, years. Oh shit! Is this past like Pluto? Uh, I guess yeah. When it's that, so it's like a really it's an oblong orbit that the end of the orbit is very close to the sun, so it's furthest away from the sun must be really really far away. Gotcha. Um, and that you know for whatever reason we can't see it. People will take uh, pictures of Na- like NASA solar flares misfiring or something and be like, this is a you know the planet Planet X that's in the way. Yeah. And that is all tied into different Sumerian, um, you know, like the first written word, the cuneiform of the of the of the Sumerians, and that's like the first civilization. And the people that ruled us were actually extraterrestrial beings that were genetically created humans from apes to serve as workers to to mine like precious metals that they use for their um on earth yeah on earth that they would then the overlords with the anunnaki and these other um races of beings would then use that to i don't know power their spaceships or whatever and that their bloodlines and their um the, the direct descendants of them and then they bred with humans are still the ruling class of today 
Ooh. Oh. Yeah, so that's like the very pervasive one that people are really into making videos. And they'll like analyze a news press conference or a uh, news conference and it'll be, let's say, George Bush Sr. talking. Yeah. And he'll blink and at the same, and there'll also be like a digital clip or some kind of, you know, videography thing. And they'll be like, there's a second set of eyelids blinking. You know? <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. People are really into that stuff. I mean, it explains the bushes, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bushes. The bushes. So... I just want to recap. This is fascinating, by the way. And this sounds like another HBO show after West, like the next show they'll do after Westworld or yeah, something totally. like that. Yeah, totally. Um, so there's a ninth planet past Pluto that like has this oblong orbit. And these people came to Earth, created humans from apes, and then to mine precious metals on Earth. And then the, that higher species or that other species mated with Earth and the descendants of that are the ruling class of the United of, of the earth of the earth. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, and the way that they control society now, which this is part where it gets, uh, well, I'll just let you think of whatever is through the central banking systems and by able to keep the governments of the United States and the, um, businesses and people in a state of perpetual debt on that, you know, with that control of the economy. So that's like the idea uh, oh, of, shit. The, of the whole thing. Yeah. That's like some, that's like some serious, like that's a serious thing somebody like sat down and was like this is something i am putting together like oh, they put many people it came together, together and uh you know jeez came all that stuff together it's wild and anybody if anybody is uh subscribes to that idea or is more educated or remembers more of it than i do uh they're probably you know freaking out right now from that like, distillation because they didn't do the, so <laughs> much exactly the yeah they're like Listen, no you don't get it a, man we're not experts here yeah because then the illuminati came around in the <laughs> late 1800s and they fought against the, the uh ruling Is that class another part of it that's Wait. one of them for sure yeah what okay so the illuminati <laughs> uh-huh. i know very little about i know there's triangles I know, know Jay Z and Jay Z. Right? Okay, yeah. I know that it's kind of, from what I understand, something about like they'll contact you, and then all of a sudden, like all these wonderful things happen for you, but you can't mention that something like that. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that right. That's, uh, so <laughs> there's this organization, the most, the most bastardized <laughs> yeah. version of that. Yeah, it was I think like that's the direct from the Wikipedia maternity. page. Yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> wrote. Their brochure. Actually. I wrote it. I wrote. I actually yeah. work for them. I don't want anybody. If to know. I was a crazy street artist, I would a thousand percent make Illuminati brochures and like scatter them on the street. That's a great idea. That's actually oh, yeah. something you should have just done. Uh, All right, we got two ideas. We, we got need two to implement ideas before this yeah, goes live. You can use the alternative lifestyle or alternative life form. Yeah, uh, Instagram counts to do it. <laughs> yeah, the Illuminati is actually from uh, the late 1800s, right around the time of. Uh, uh, actually, sorry, the late 18th century in the 1700s, right around the time of uh, the Enlightenment. There's this organization called the Bavarian Illuminati mm-hmm. from Bavaria and Germany that were like a thinking organization or a loose political organization that then got. Uh, disbanded by the government and they say that they went underground and they were also an arm of the masons and then they uh they then uh infected the banking systems and created the central bank there's a lot of the masons the masons are are are, they're real yeah the masons are real the masons Masons is some wacky shit man the masons like uh (laughs) as far as the symbolism that they've uh, integrated into the cities like uh, washington dc and uh their own uh, Masonic temples and halls that yeah, you yeah. find in a lot of uh, uh, major major cities uh, in smaller cities is just wacky shit, man. They like do weird things. There's a, the biggest um, 
and most ornate building in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where I grew up, was the Masonic Temple. And we went and got a tour there one time, and there's legit secret passages in there, and there's That's like so uh, bizarre occult symbolism on the walls and the ceiling and stuff like that. That could be used to describe the Masonic Temple. It can also be used to describe Disney World. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which and there's could a bunch of be... books and videos about the uh, Masonic connections to Disney World. Really? <laughs> oh, sure. Really? Oh, I mean, is that even uh, a surprise? I guess no. it's it's not. But also, like, what? I actually, my ex-boyfriend, who does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, maybe he does. Yeah. I don't know. God bless him if he does. Yeah. Hey. Um, he was obsessed with the Masons yeah. when he read uh, the Da Vinci Code. I got really book. into it. Got really into it. And from what I understand, he has now become a Mason. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so they let him in. a Mason too. It's oh, like really? A, yeah. But he can't tell you all the things about Mason. Like, could you ask him questions and he'll just be like, can't tell you, right? Yeah, no. They they have like a, what well, I could, could describe as like a patriarchal uh, God figure called the Architect or an energy or whatever and that's kind of like what they because they allow in other religions i think they're mostly christians or or, or whatever but they've uh um, yeah. you know they seem to be open with that kind of stuff but yeah they're uh seeing what they did throughout history and uh the weird bizarre shit that they did in um conjunction with the space um with nasa and space exploration is weird like the you know, the on the first lunar mission, they brought a Masonic apron with them to the moon. Like, what? of all the things, and of all the things that could go wrong, and all of the, what do they say, how much money it is per ounce of material that you bring to the moon, they brought a Masonic apron and did, like, a weird ritual up there. What? Um, what? Yeah, for, check it out. Look it up. It's, oh, it's weird. Shit. It's just, like, rich people being fucking weirdos. You know, like, big surprise. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. Totally. But what? Uh, when they so what's the apron? What's the apron? I don't know. It's, like, a ceremonial. It's, like, they wear <laughs> it. There's lots of paintings uh, of um, the founding father. Yeah, they're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and they just did, like, a tasty Cheese. video on They did a tasty moon. video on the moon. <laughs> well, you know, the, how to start somewhere. So moon they're, cheese. Yeah, moon cheese. Yeah, right? That's a snack. That's that's pretty wild. I didn't even. I've never. I've never heard about the the uh, the apron on the moon. Yeah, it's, but it's that doesn't even. Crazy. Things don't even surprise me anymore. Yeah. I don't know if it's my age or I'm just like, <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? Why yeah. not do that? Also, if you're okay, so if you're on the moon. You have these massive gloves on, and all I am thinking about is Neil Armstrong desperately trying to tie a knot with this apron. <laughs> I, I think he probably did it in the in the module. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, because that, that makes pretty, sense. Yeah, there's a lot of. I feel like there's That'd like a lot of. That'd be pretty shitty if you were the first person to land on the moon and the first person to die on the moon because you're like fucking around with something while you're. Yeah, you're just like I have walking. to put on this apron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that suit was not designed to be, you know, worn no. with an apron. It actually yeah. it cut off some of his oxygen supply. Yeah, it was it was really Death devastating. By Masonic apron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah. Those are definitely the giant overall uh, overarching theories, and there's more of them. The reptilian race of uh, European leaders. What's uh, the reptilian leaders. race? <laughs> we're literally. We're using what? you as our Google right now, like reptilian like, race. I hope that I don't, I'm like I can remember. So I had to stop basically <laughs> looking at all this stuff a couple of years ago. Longer, more years ago than I thought now. I had uh, insomnia really bad in my early 20s and like late teens. I would just stay up all night and reading things. And yeah, it was also it coincided right with um, September 11th happening. Oh, sure. And mm-hmm. uh, seeing and the invasion of Iraq and then and watching that as like a, just being an adult and being like, okay, well, I could see that these are based off of lies everyone in my family and the country and my friends are like all about, yeah, Saddam Hussein, you know, was directly responsible for September 11th. That was like the pervading 
uh, or prevailing mm-hmm. theory amongst people, which was totally at the time not even close to true. And then we had this giant war. So I just thought that everything was a lie. So it was yeah. really easy to kind of take a, a lot of that stuff and the UFO things and kind of just kind of just run with it. How old were you when that happened? I was uh, ninth grade when September 11th. Uh, I was happened. seventh grade. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> did you? To go back to the moon thing, because I'm just, I'm interested. Hey, yeah. Because I'm all about that. Um, all about that do you, life. speaking of Stanley Kubrick earlier, do you think the moon landing was staged? I don't think the moon landing okay, was staged. Neither do yeah. I, but I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. So you, you've done extensive research. I'm curious so to much. see what you, um, I'm curious to see like what theories have resonated with you do you believe in any of them oh sure yeah there's a couple that i that i don't necessarily you know wouldn't fight for i uh, I, I try not to fight for anything that i don't know or try to like really lock into and passionately defend something um because it can always change and it's so unknown that i think that investing into it is unwise for everybody involved and also asking like a framing questions that we apply to ourselves in the way that we exist is is also unwise. Like uh, the question, like the simple things, like, well, if, if uh, you know extraterrestrial beings came here, then why haven't they revealed themselves, or why haven't uh, you know what are their motivations? What are they? Are we a science experiment? I think that's so beyond comprehension that it's why even I don't know entertain that. But some of the, the ones I think is that there's been a couple events involving the United States military and other militaries that have a lot of physical evidence. Um, are very bizarre and have a lot of anecdotal evidence from people that you would consider to be reliable and, you know, sane. Not that someone would automatically be insane to see something crazy, you know. Uh, but in particular, there were some events surrounding nuclear arms back in the 70s or 80s. Um, some lights showed up around some of these silo stations out in the, out in the you know, the, the, like Montana or some shit like that. I wish I should have looked this up this morning. I don't know. I didn't. It's okay. Uh, I think it's even better that we're all just giving just, people the just gist. Guessing, <laughs> we're, like, this is, conjecture. we're just going to throw it up in the air. We'll see where it lands. Yeah. We'll see how it ends up. You yeah. Know? If you want to look this up and you're listening to this, just Google <laughs> uh, uh, nuclear installations, UFOs, uh, shut down. Very so, specific. Yeah. Good, good that'll, Google that'll, search. You'll pull up something good. There. That's yeah. You'll get a couple. You'll, you'll get, get a couple, couple articles. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. But there's these uh, <laughs> events that happened simultaneously where a couple of nuclear missile silos, the people who like were in charge of uh, guarding on the surface. These are like deep down underground. They fire out and they would be able to hit Russia in a couple of hours. The intercontinental ballistic missiles. And these lights showed up, and people were like, what the fuck? So they are radioing down. They're like, hey, man, you know, there's this thing out here. We don't know what it is. Uh, It could be an aircraft or something like that. And they're like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Um, Get back to me if anything, um, you know, if there's any new developments. And then one by one, the nuclear missiles started to go offline. Oh, Uh, shit. Where was this? And I can't remember which state it was in, which U.S. state, but it was uh, out in the... Plain states, they had a bunch of unmarked missile sites that are, you know, big cylindrical holes in the ground where they would fire the ICBMs out of them. Jeez. And uh, the tr- uh, yeah, so they went offline and they didn't know why, and they had to go in and, and rebuild the parts of the missile, and shit like that. It's like uh, com- it completely, and it coincided with the. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if there was radar evidence at those times, but it coincided with the um, people seeing it, the firsthand people seeing the evidence. And to be part of the nuclear missile program, you have to go through all kinds of psychological vetting. And these were high, like you know higher ranking officers in the U.S. And it's just 
that for that to happen and for there to be a record of it and de- declassified only recently is just such a big deal. I think that should definitely be uh, uh, something that we should be like, okay, well, you mean these weapons that could literally destroy all life on Earth uh, if they had been fired at Russia and then Russia fired them back? got shut down you need to figure out why you know like that's like yeah, a big, big fucking know. deal and also it's kind of romantic <laughs> it's to all think that. List. Oh, totally. yeah, yeah. you I figure like this the, shit out yeah right it's the sd card it's, it's the, the new card sd needs card to be formatted <laughs> yes and i think the uh, romantic part of that is like uh to to uh put our kind of motivations on the aliens and be like oh well they came over and they turned off the shit that we shouldn't have or shouldn't be playing with you know yeah like, yeah that's that pretty well. wild. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's there's a, crazy. There's a couple of those. The big thing that got me into it was right after uh, September 11th or right before, just in that kind of general time frame in my life, was this guy, Stephen Greer, very controversial uh, UFO activist, disclosure activist, um, had this thing called the Disclosure Project that brought together dozens of ex-military, um, corporate, and civilian aviation people and contractors to tell their stories about UFOs, and some of the stories are so fascinating. Really? Oh, yeah, I can't. remember wild. any good ones. Oh yeah, there's a guy who's like a brigadier general in the United States Army said that he saw. Um, he was in a room and people brought in a box full of uh, stuff that they said was from the Roswell crash, and there was just oh, like shit. real weird shit, and then they never talked about it again. Um, and these are people, and the people that they're probably he's probably interviewing have been like psycholo- psychologically you know you go through a lot to be trained to to do those types of jobs and go through lots of tests to like see if you're of sound mind so you hear somebody say something like that and you're just like this isn't like your cousin down the road no, being totally, like oh yeah. when i was on vacation that one time you're like oh shit yeah, you know totally. and pilots there's a japanese pilot case that was really good just, i think there's uh it's one of the few cases that has a visual um two separate planes visually identify like uh evidence and ground uh, radar evidence to corroborate it and third type of evidence i don't know but there's a japanese airlines flight from i think alaska to japan and this giant ass aircraft showed up and everybody on board saw it and it was like firing around the plane and, Wait, it was uh, firing around the plane yeah like spinning around the flame uh, plane doing shit that no aircraft that we know of um can do can do yeah it's just like uh you know, really messing with the laws of physics there. And like, if there was anybody on board, the G forces would have not, you know, been conducive to being a human, I guess it could call yeah. it, just kill you or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, the guy who was an accident investigator, I think his name was Jake Callahan or John Callahan. When the investigation went down and the FAA did their investigation, these guys were like, yeah, we take this evidence and we're not going to take this any further. He just brought the evidence home and kept it. and was like, this is weird. I'm keeping this. Yeah. And then he retired and he was like, yeah, no, here, I still have it. And he brought that out. So here's the evidence. Yeah, here it here's is. The evidence here it is. I just keep in my garage. Yeah, I just, it's, it's just been sitting in a filing cabinet yeah. downstairs. Think yeah. about it. But yeah, it's been lost. It's like been proof lost. of yeah. aliens, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's like a little diary key. Yeah. <laughs> that has been well, you just regurgitated more information than I have on conspiracy theories and UFOs than than I've ever even known. So <laughs> you mentioned that you had to stop at a certain point. So oh, yeah, what was so? For sure. How did that happen? Tell us about that. Man, you just get so cynical. I was just so cynical, and so like um, you become the rambling conspiracy theory guy. You get drunk <laughs> at parties, and people talk about fucking Harry Potter. Or they're out here in LA, or people talk about. I don't know, like the uh, movie stuff and theories. <laughs> yeah, that's what we yeah. talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's all we talk. We're just yeah, like, here's just a theory. Like, yeah, just you know, 
totally. David, yeah. Like, no, except Amanda and I just talk about New York versus LA. That's <laughs> yeah. actually our main, our main topic at parties. Like, sure. remember when we didn't drive in cars and now we do? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's usually mine. <laughs> yeah. Remember when I wasn't angry at everybody who's on the road? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is just like a really random question, but Voyager 1. Have mm-hmm. you heard of, you You know Voyager 1. Do, Jackie, do you know what Voyager 1 was? Nope. Or is? Yes. So, um, NASA, do you want to describe if what If you it can't is? see, I'm just going to roll my sleeve up because I have. Do you, oh, my God, the, oh my God. Oh my God. What is it? Oh it's uh, part of the golden oh record of the Voyager. I think it's the Voyager 2, actually, but. Yeah. Shut the okay. fuck I up. think I think we now need to start recording in your apartment because I feel like it allows you to express yourself. Oh, you to jump up. I just what? Okay. He has a well. So yeah, you can explain I'll it if you like. If you have a tattoo on your body, I can't believe I brought this yep. up. Oh no, my god! Uh, I just uh, showed my 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 roll that my sleeve to show oh inside god. of the Scranton Electric City symbol. I got uh, part of the golden record from I think the Voyager two tattooed there. That's so uh, cool. The specific parts are the needle yeah. uh, and the grooves that show how to play the record uh, <laughs> yeah. I think hydrogen in its lowest um, form or isotope form to show that that's where water based beings and then there's uh, two screens one is like the, the static and the other is a, a dot and that's how to show the that they're doing the video part of it correctly that's what would show up on it y'all that's need so to explain cool. to me it's, what this is oh, of course so you didn't say it yeah sorry about that so <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at your arm yeah. like it's gonna be like oh no this is it yeah, like this is really i can easy, hover right? over it and a little no. tooltip's gonna appear uh, in the 1970s carl sagan and some other um astrophysicists and astronomers launched this satellite that has a, what's on it called the golden record and uh, on the golden record is People saying, people giving greetings in like 36 different languages or something. Mm-hmm. And there's a star map to get to Earth, and there's a, um, uh, I think, I have to, you have to look up exactly what's on it, but it's basically just yeah. like a, hey, we're Earthlings. If you find this, this is where we are. You know, this is yeah. us. It's like, it's a, like a way of communicating. Oh, I've heard about this yeah. in pop culture. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's basically, so you could find all the recordings on YouTube. Yeah. If you oh, just really? like look it's it really up. Cool. Yeah. It's so cool. And I just, I knew about Voyager from being a kid with my dad just being my dad (laughs) and just very into outer space and all that business but um yeah it's such a cool idea of it has like all the instructions on how to build it and then it's just you know they play this golden record and it 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 plays this whole it's all just people there's poems there's songs there's um just um general greetings it's all different things there's just animal yeah, pictures sounds. of animals and animal sounds yeah, yeah. that's so animal cool stuff like that yeah i think that's Ooh. sorry that's too much it's okay no, um but it was it's so if you my question was going to be after it like just blew my freaking <laughs> mind um what would be something that you would want to put on a golden record if we were sending up one now oh, oh man that's, that's a great because you're yeah, a musician a really so i think or you know yeah i think that they did put um some of the I think they put one of Mozart's pieces on there, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, an interesting representation of, um, you know, a, a, a really kind of high art, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. But what would I put on there? I don't know. I would put on the Harry Potter audiobooks. <laughs> the <Okay>. whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, then they show up on Earth thinking that <laughs> like, oh, shit, we're all these people magicians. Could do, they could do magic. <laughs> shit. Let's go. We can't do that yet. <laughs> we can't do that I yet. I think I would uh, show the other side of humanity. I don't want to get it like, dark real quick, but I think that get I would dark. put in do some it. of the facts of uh, the way that we've treated each other the way that we've not grown out of the uh, you know come fully out of the jungle yet and mm. the war and 
some of the things that the organizations that sent the record did and do to people, you know, put information yeah, right. about, uh, you know, communism did to uh, people in the 20th century and the Holocaust and stuff like that. Yeah. Know? Be like, yeah. hey guys. Well, that's also the other thing too. Speaking of the Holocaust, like, do you sure you like want to come speaking here? of the Holocaust, <laughs> speaking of around the, the thirty-minute mark, we like to get into the Holocaust. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we're about there. So it's, it's the, yep. So um, one of the first transmissions I think is of Hitler doing the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Wait, is, really? Yeah. So, so that's for that. But that's from, I think that's like from the movie contact. Yeah. yeah. Is that true though? Or is it not true? No, it wasn't a conscious, um, broadcast by us to space. Yes. It's just, no, it's just, it's yeah. the, it's the wave. So of many of, yeah, I guess all of that early television is, uh, is just going, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that, until we hit. Yeah. Did you ever watch Contact? No. It's so one of I'm my favorite. Really movies. glad that you brought up Contact because about I a month or two movie. ago, I went to the University of Pennsylvania to see the woman whose Jodie Foster's character is based off of. Speak. I did not know what this was. You're yeah. blowing my goddamn mind. You gotta, you gotta check all this stuff out. It's great. You can leave out the reptilian. You don't have to go too far into the reptilian stuff. <laughs> no, into we, the might Anunnaki, get, we might uh, touch but, base on that. I, I don't know. Yeah. If I can't sleep later, I might, I might yeah. Google some reptile people. <laughs> I'm going to get right. pictures I mean, I just from wish you. I was reptilian. <laughs> I'm going to just send you screenshots of reptile people. I'm going to wake people. up to like just yeah. reptile people. Context a movie with Jodie Foster. Yeah, it's yes. about... Yes. Uh, she works for SETI, which is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. That still uh, exists. Still, still exists. And this is what the, the talk that I went to go see her Was it through uh, like NPR about. or anything? No, it was, uh, she wrote a book recently and I think was doing a book tour. And they have, it's really cool. At, at UPenn and Drexel in Philly, they have a lot of like free, not a lot of like, they have a lot of free uh, speakers come and it's open to the public and it's really cool. And it's in these old you know, lecture halls and it's like, you know, Ivy League school. So it's like real weird and just like Harry Potter, actually. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, they Harry have Potter's an anthropology best. museum there and they have uh, attached to it is this, this lecture hall. And, yeah, it was like a big PowerPoint presentation. She talked about it. And brought up some great, interesting stuff about SETI and how that's changing. Uh, we've been using it, searching, sending out, and I think searching for radio signals to, to come back or any type of like radio signal emission um, from another planet. And we don't even really use those anymore as a large means of communication for us. So it's kind of pointless that we'd be searching for it. And she went over the future of uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and it's super fascinating. Like, uh, only in the last couple decades did we realize that there did we even found a planet that orbited the sun, uh, another sun that was a uh, uh, similar to ours. So we just like kind of theorized that they existed, but we didn't have the ability to um, locate them. And now we find tons of them, so uh, many of them. Well, when I I don't know about you guys, but when I start thinking about outer space, I I have to stop because like just the idea that it's like infinite and we don't know how it ends just opens up my mind starts to hurt you're like it's multiverses yeah. it ah. is it's, it's overwhelming it's also comforting and overwhelming at the same time yeah because on one end of the spectrum oh my god it's overwhelming who knows what's out there i'll never know but on the other end it's like i'm such a tall t- tiny teeny tiny little thing and it's nice to feel I small do yeah, yeah. You know? it's nice to feel small oh, when, totally. th- when things get a little <laughs> overwhelming you're like listen i'm a speck of dust riding another speck and of dust. i might have been kind of rude to that barista <laughs> four hours ago <laughs> but you know what in the grand yeah. scheme of things they're gonna be okay that barista's gonna be fine they're gonna be fine they're gonna be just um, fine that's like the greek th- like a little greek throwback i think you could compare it to like the there's comfort in knowing that all you know is that you don't know anything you know yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, that it's is totally really nice, nice to accept that and you could kind of so from there so that so that talk with what was her name again i can't remember you know it. what doesn't yeah. it's, we're so all it's a speck of dust writing a speck yeah. of dust the woman <laughs> who started seti right 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if she started it, but she was uh, one of the directors uh, for, for a really long time. Perfect. Uh, and, I mean, Jodie uh, Jody Foster plays her in, uh, in a movie. Contact. Yeah, one of the best sci-fi films ever. It's so, cool. it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's really so good. It's so good. And she's like, okay to go. And they put the chair in. And yep. there's not supposed to be a chair. It's just. So good. Jackie, watch we're going to watch it. Yeah. So basically they, the they, get in a, uh, they get a signal from space. And it's what you mentioned, the Hitler video. They like spiral outwards from a pixel and they're blowing it back. And it's Hitler talking. And it's like really ominous. And you're like, what the fuck? Why are they sending this back to us? Yeah. And they find underneath it, there's uh, blueprints to build a device. And they use the device. And Jodie Foster gets in it and dies she, on the beach. Damn. Yeah, she goes. She goes. She goes. Spoiler well, talk. Right? Spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, That's, it's. No, but it's a. I've. It's. It was a book originally, right? Yeah. So I would love by, to by read Carl Sagan. Yeah, uh, I. I love Carl Sagan. Yeah, he's too. awesome. Carl Sagan's the shit, guys. He's pretty dope. Um, does time travel align in any of your interests here? Yeah, all? totally. Uh, so that's like when it comes to the physics and mathematics of all mm-hmm. the stuff and the things that people understand much better than I do. Um, that's when I start to get my head hurts a bit when they're explaining like, no, well, the aliens couldn't do this because of this. And, you know, that's just gets painful in my brain. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, time travel certainly comes into it, especially now some of the evidence and uh, anecdotal evidence that people suggest about UFOs is that they can manifest and, like, you know, appear and disappear. So that would suggest that they would be able to manipulate themselves and travel possibly extra dimensionally, which is a whole nother you know, thing. And a lot of people even refer to extraterrestrials as extra dimensional beings instead of extraterrestrial beings. Um, oh. Yeah. So they can actually cross yeah. multiple dimensions instead of just different planets. Yeah. And that possibly their consciousness uh, is in a point that is, is transcends the dimensions. Like ours is, you know, we're locked into our body and our perception mm-hmm. of time is totally linear for the, for the most part. And we kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Uh, that's the thing why, why not? the fuck not i mean like yeah. as i get older and i just realize i don't know anything you know it's just like why not <laughs> why yeah, wouldn't totally. there be why wouldn't there be why wouldn't this be an option yeah why, i have no proof to show otherwise yeah i don't know yeah it's I mean, also the- just what what do they look like what how do they operate what can they you know what i mean yeah. are they like people are they not like people are they they are they just a different part of our own consciousness are we all no, the same thing is it yeah. like you know are they are we the are we to them as like our gut bacteria is to us, you know? Like kind of oh, just, God. oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to have to lay down. Emails are just a way of processing. I'm just a probiotic to an alien. <laughs> that one makes me right? sad. I'm not going to lie. And that one not, bums me out. And we're not the out. good kind. We're the one that wants like, you know, sugar or something. So the alien's just trying to get rid of us. Just sugar yeah. and alcohol. Yeah, sugar yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, for sure. Love it. <laughs> My favorite, two favorite things. That's, that's, that's something I, um, I really hope is not the case. I'm yeah. going to put that out there. Me that too. bums me out. Definitely. You know, there's a lot of things out there that bum me out, but that's like top of the yeah. list being like, oh, we're the shitty part of an alien's day. <laughs> do you think when we die, we just die? Or do you think we get, we, there's a different, there's a different thing that comes after. I think that there's uh, something that comes after or something that happens the same time as now or something that I can't quite comprehend. I don't think that we just die and our consciousness is just a, um, uh, simple firing of um, electrical symptom or sorry, electrical signals and uh, different neurons and stuff. I, I don't, mm-hmm. not that strict of a materialist. Um, mostly because of the psychedelic drugs that I've used in the past, <laughs> combined with uh, just hearing stories from relatives and um, other people uh, about near death and after death experiences, as well as like um, 
not to sound, you know, it's all, you never want to say something that's like totally foolish sounding like somebody talked to you after they died or something. That didn't happen to me. Yeah. But it was like old, I came from like a, you know, a big Irish Catholic family and there's a bunch of old stories and stuff. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. Mm. Could you uh, could you share one of those stories with us? About? Yeah, sure. I'll share yeah. one too. I have a, I have a, I have a one you too. Want, you you do? Yours? Yeah. Who a... are you even? Do I even know you? <laughs> what? This should have been like the second thing you said to me. No, when my bop she passed away, um, she was dying. My 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 grandma died of ALS. She was from Pennsylvania originally, but she died in New Jersey. And um, the, the two last days she was alive, she had lost like she couldn't talk to us. She lost like her motor function, mm-hmm. um, but the last hours that she was on her death, like basically in hospice, but in the hospital, cause she died very fast. She kept reaching for someone on the other side of the room that wasn't there. And How it was wild. like really, really, really wild. And this is a woman who, by the way, was like super weak for like the last year of her life really had deteriorated. And when my sister and I went to, we sat side by side to say goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, gripped our hands with more strength than I've ever felt in them before. And she like put them to her heart and like, that was it. And it was just like, it was weird. Like being with someone the last couple hours before they pass like Mm -hmm. that, I I was raised Catholic as well. And, um, you know, I was very rebellious and like religion, you know what I mean? And like, (laughs) as a feminist, especially, you know, I had a lot of issues with Catholicism, but that experience kind of tweaked my, um, I don't know. It just, yeah, gave me, it gave me. It, it made me think that there was something else that would continue. I, I don't think in the traditional sense that we were raised to think that, mm-hmm. but it was like shit was going on there that was next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We so had, that's my story. We had I, when I was uh, in New York. This is my one ghost story that I have for you guys. Um, when I was in New York. I worked at a place called David's Tea on the Upper East Side. You all can visit it. Um, and Maybe there was a, tea shop. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bitchin' tea shop, you guys. Um, <laughs> so we had a glass door and the glass door while I'm at work swings open and shatters. The whole thing shatters into Whoa. a million little pieces and there's people in the store and I was like, is everyone all right? So their solution was to get a, a security guard and take a piece of plywood so for at night so okay. like that the store's not robbed a piece of plywood and drill him into the to the place <laughs> which 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 no seems like a fire hazard right can you imagine hazard. though like all night you're alone in this place there's like a couch but like you're uh, we were just like just make some tea dude like make some fucking tea this is hot water did he this is know he was it. getting dr- like no, well we got different ones we got different guys oh, okay. we got different guys all the time yeah. Yeah, buried alive so one of the men i survived one of, i survived david's tea it's a t-shirt and it's like a ghost it's like a victorian ghost lady uh, um because that's who was in the basement so this man uh who um i think he spoke primarily spanish so he was talking to two girls who um he was talking with um, who I had worked with and he was talking to them. He leaves and I was like, Oh, what were you guys talking about? Cause they, their faces were like, what? Or ghostly I was like, faces. Okay. What were you guys talking about? She goes, he came up to us and said, do you guys know this place is haunted? <laughs> and they were like, what? Never a sentence you want to hear. Never a sentence you want to hear. And apparently oh. he explained to them that at night when it got late at night, he heard a woman crying. Oh, so up. he in the basement at the bottom of these stairs. And oh this is God. like an old building. Cause I asked, I was like, when was this building made? And he goes, oh, around 
around the Civil War. That's old. Yeah, that's old. That's old. Yeah. So shit went down. (laughs) So um, he said that there's this woman who's crying downstairs and he saw her and it's like more of like a light and whatever. And we're like, whatever. That's stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. So a couple of weeks later, we finally had a door. We don't have a key. Somebody left with the key. We can't lock uh, from the outside. So we have to lock the door from the inside, go into the basement and the building manager would let us go out through, you know, in New York yeah. where they have like those cellars, like cellars, cellar like the cellar ones doors. that you never walk over. Yeah. Because you might die. <laughs> you might, it might be the civil war and you, and you become a ghost and now you're a David Steve forever. Um, so one of the girls shitty place to haunt what a yeah, shitty no place sure to haunt she really that's why she was crying that's yeah, probably why she's crying she's like a fucking tea store yeah, she's right. like I hate Earl Grey I hate uh, this so this girl is on one side of the um of the store and I'm about to walk into the bathroom and alongside the bar like it's it's like a very long it looks like a, a bar really um there were all these little shot glasses that we clean and and we had st- stacked in something very similar to this it's like um it's a tray a tray and they never fall off they never roll off there's no reason why they would she goes what do we have to do tonight to get out of here? And I was like, well, we're going to have to go through the basement. And as soon as I said the word basement, you heard clink, clink, clink. And we, she, I turned, I whipped my head around. Her face is as, as white as a ghost. She's like, mouth open. And I was like, what was that? One of the shot glasses had come from here and found its way on a little stool that was next to the bar and so didn't not a roll fall situation it was it like was she like was a... like she's like it just moved it just moved it just moved and i was like okay that's fucked up <laughs> so the next we were like what <gasps> because the way that so the next day i go because <laughs> i don't Amanda believe screams. i'm like i don't believe this whatever like that, that that's horseshit no way there's no way the next day i come in and i took i i set the shot glasses up i put them where they were and i was literally shaking this tray back and forth back and forth violently and none of them were moving the way that there there's no way that it would have moved the way it did it also would have rolled it would have it wouldn't have landed on the chair the way that it did it was like and also she saw it move for christ's sake so it's creepy down there and uh, i don't work there anymore yeah that sounds Terrifying. I mean, it's, her it's friend, not her coworker on the other yeah. hand. Though. She's still right. there. She's actually, <laughs> she's yeah, she's still there. Friends. Unless the ghost followed you here. Yeah, which so, might be the case. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, it does sound trivial, and that there's all these explanations. But when you're there and you see something like that, and you witness something like that, it, it's and you know there's no way that it could have rolled. It would have rolled. There's no way. It's a round shot glass. There's yeah. no way that something like flips and then like lands perfectly like totally. that. It was pretty fucking wild. That's horrifying. What's your story? Yeah. I saw a ghost one time. Oh shit. On tour in Montana in the in basement Montana. of a venue. Uh, so we just got done playing. Uh, I was in like a creepy old hotel, I guess, you know, frontier people kind of, it, it wasn't that old. Nothing out there is really that old, I guess. Uh, yeah. So it's probably late 1800s Nothing or Nothing in the United States is that old. That's a really no, good we're point. Pretty, yeah. we're, we're pretty young. Yeah, it's a pretty As young a, place. We're very much in our... Oh, you know, except for like all of like, you know, the Native Americans yeah, that were here for thousands of years before us and had their own institutions the that America we went that ahead we and we're now. like, get out. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. No. Yet. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we're getting there. <laughs> 
But yeah, we were in Montana and we played a show at this. Um, I wish I could name. I remember the name of the venue right off the top of my head. I really should. Uh, but we got done playing. I went to this back room that they had as a dressing room, and they had a sliding lock that you would find on a shed, maybe. You know, like sure. a latch. Oh, like More a, a latch. Yeah, yeah. 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 I latched the door shut, went over, I was getting changed. Uh, you know, I was in my underwear, I had my pants off, and looked up. And, out of, well, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something that looked uh, like a bunch of papers fell off a table, you know, just kind of like mm-hmm. the wind blew something or like it got knocked off. And I looked over and real quickly just saw a guy with a uh, like blue kind of um, button-down shirt, kind of blue pants, and just assumed it was a guy who worked for the venue. I was like, oh, no, shit, sorry, whatever. And then I uh, just like turned away real fast and pulled my pants up, my shirt on, looked over, and the latch was still closed on the door. And I realized that I either just had some kind of weird hallucination or it was fucking like whatever, something happened. So I unlatched thing, and I walked really fast kind of ran uh, <laughs> through the venue up to the top and I went out on the sidewalk and I waited for somebody to come out and eventually Eric who uh, plays bass um, in our band came out and I told him the story and we were all he was all like you know like are you serious are you serious we're going back and forth and I felt really weird about it because I didn't want everybody to think I was yeah. um, crazy that's how, I, that's how like, I felt about the shot glass I'm like it's a shot glass that moved you yeah, saw totally. a person so, though dude this changing my worldview. I don't know how to handle this shit <laughs> yeah. you know, this is uh, deeply unsettling uh, then we went down and told a woman who worked there, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's like the 10th time somebody told us that that's story. That's Barry. <gasps> yeah, so. That's Barry. That's Barry. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, it's Barry. Yeah, he, uh, he fixes the ice machine at nighttime in his ghost state. But, you know, his him. ghost state. Yeah. That's pay crazy. a minimum ghost wage. Yeah, was, was, <laughs> was it just, how did in you? Montana. How did, in Montana. How did you, where, did you have like one of those moments where when you saw him, he looked did, did, like was a per, like was there uh, eye contact? Did you just or nope. were you just like oh shit? There's somebody no, in here. I thought that somebody just kind of popped in real quick, and I was yeah. like, uh, <gasps> I guess not really embarrassed, but I was just like, you know, no, oh maybe I'm you know I'm in your world, like in your way or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's very nice no of you to be almost yeah. naked and be like, oh sorry, am I in your way? Yeah, sorry, am I yeah, in yeah, your yeah. way. I'm I'm very naked right <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm very but... naked in your closet that has like something that is like a desk, but isn't. They had like a piece of plywood, I think, that was held up by chains. You know, you were saying something Jeez. like that. Love that. Yeah, very DIY. Very DIY. Like I've been DIY. in a lot of rooms like that over the last ten years. I'd say. Was he like see through, or was he like salt? Did he look solid? No, and now it's at the point where I'm trying to remember like whether I'm mis- like how much my sure. memory is shaping mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But if you saw a per- like you saw somebody, the door's locked. She's heard that you saw a fucking ghost, dude. That's yeah, nuts. I think I saw a ghost. Yeah. Other people saw the same thing. One bartender, I guess, who worked there quit because uh, uh, he saw this person walk by the pool table in like Ooh. a bizarre way, and then walk into a room where there's no other door, and then he went in, and the guy was gone. And the bartender was like, "I'm not fucking dealing with this." And yeah, left. the bartender's yeah. like a bartender. Yeah, he's like, "No, okay, there's other bars." That would do. That would I would say no thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard of ghosts hurting other people i guess though that's a I mean, thing i guess i don't it's know it's definitely a thing in some books people saying yeah. that and stuff but yeah so i just would want to avoid that yeah i yeah. bet those people were just killed by cats you know <laughs> cat like that sits on the step you know because cats will sit on the step and wait for you to walk by and one of they one of the cats just jumps up yeah. grabs a leg takes you down that's what bodega cats are there for security security yeah yeah <laughs> they're watching out the for guys you. That, yeah mice hunt they're just keeping on lockdown that's so intense is that yeah. the that's craziest, an intense story is man. that the craziest tour story you have well, involving no, anything that paranormal. is not in this world <laughs> 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 <I think so. laughs> 
Definitely. Fair. fair. Definitely. Yeah. <gasps> that is so freaking nuts. And you said about family members too. Is there any stories from yeah, your family? Yeah, there's just old ones. Uh, well, there's one that's not a ghost. That's kind of a funny story that I could tell you guys. Uh, it's kind of a ghost. By they used to do sitting wakes uh maybe like two generations ago or whatever like uh grew up, scranton was like a mining town mm-hmm. lots of uh, irish and italians came there and uh when somebody died they'd put them in the living room my grandfather told me all the men would get drunk in the kitchen and all the women would like cry in the living room or whatever and it was like this thing that they did but then at nighttime <laughs> they, you know yeah, cash. you know real casual real, <laughs> what are you doing this friday social. i'm just gonna cry in gonna the living room because my son is dead while his dad gets drunk with his buddies in the, yeah. in the kitchen <laughs> yeah but, uh, for sure. So, well, there's there was there's not much going on, you know what I mean? So. Exactly. No. There's no lights. <laughs> there's no light. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's in some it's ways boring. we've progressed as women. In other ways, we haven't. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So they're crying. So yeah, then at nighttime, their body would be laid out uh, on the table, and the men in the family would take an hour each, or however long, watching it. Like you just sat there and watched the body. Yeah. And uh, my apparently my great uncle got hammered, you know, understandably brother died or whatever he it wasn't his job to cry so he got to get drunk he's sitting there and he um was watching the body and he passed out he like felt conked off and he wasn't dead so he, he like woke what? up was like got restarted rejumped and reached over and grabbed him and uh he freaked out ran ran across the room and smashed into the wall and there's still a dent at that wall in west granton where his like head smashed into the wall wait so That's... he passed out and then he, he passed hit... out drunk and the dead guy wasn't dead woke up and just reached over and grabbed his arm really hard and that he, like... shit would happen all the time <laughs> yeah, guys right? that's like real they used to put like bells the bells, <laughs> the bells. <laughs> fuck that shit i think about bells? that all the time i think yeah. about that specific <laughs> being buried alive uh, being buried alive all the fucking time nobody do that to me who's listening to the podcast no. who's fucking I think weird hopefully okay hopefully we've advanced a bit to where you don't have to worry about so that. what yeah, they would put bells in the coffins in case there like was a, a rope string and a pipe all the way down into the coffin because and you could ring it if you're awake if you're alive <laughs> if you're alive and they thought you were dead but you're alive can you imagine being the person that that happened to more than once oh my you're god like, not again <laughs> you know it's it happened condition. to somebody more than once for sure it was a condition i yeah. i want to be the person i was sleeping i I want to meet the person who had to pitch that at like a town meeting like oh god yeah we're gonna use we're gonna start getting the tube and bell thing going the yeah. tube and bell system there's a Edgar Allan Poe uh short story about that there is the untold heart something about the heart the, the ringing bells it's like she's dead in the basement they think she's dead but then uh her heart like he could hear he could. it through the floorboards or some yeah. shit yeah uh yeah right yep. yeah that's a thing it's like something the uh something heart yeah it's escaping yeah definitely uh, yeah which is when i heard that i was like that's a thing that happened and then the bell things what also who's in the who's hanging out in a in a <laughs> in a, in a, in a cemetery being like is that a bell? nope still dead no no <laughs> oh no no is no. that the wind or is that yeah is that someone the with wind, wind chimes yeah. just fucking with imagine? them oh my god um, that'd be horrifying it's horrifying <laughs> yeah. but then also like you're by yourself and now you have to go dig for a really long time you know like that's a big dig to mm-hmm. do by yourself oh yeah you know um we're almost done we're right killing at, it. at an hour this was really that's enlightening awesome. this was really fun thank this you guys was for so, so much fun thank you, you for yourself. traveling here to my house <laughs> thank you for coming to los angeles well. Yeah. specifically for this yeah, yeah. Wow. specifically i can't wait to turn around and start driving back to philadelphia <laughs> yeah man um what do you i mean i what do you want to plug to people uh, who may not know who you are i well i play in a band called the menzingers and good. i recently actually started a podcast myself uh it's called <gasps> future up. friday 
I didn't put any of the episodes out, but maybe by the time this is out, it'll be out. Yeah, oh, man. Man. What's it yeah. about? What's the podcast pitch? Uh, it's like an audio zine. So I do a couple short interviews with people in, uh, in the music world or some other uh, interesting people I found from my life. And then I asked them a series of very specific questions and cut them uh, together with uh, some original music in the background. Amazing. Cool. That yeah. sounds so, so cool. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked about it. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm okay. excited to hear that. Well, you yeah. know what you should do? We'll chat afterwards. You let me know when it debuts and we'll have this go live when your thing goes live. Oh, so people can find it. Yeah. So we'll do that. That'd be awesome. Um, did any well, final question does any of this uh of this interest this guilty pleasure of yours has that ever bled into your music or your creativity uh i'd say so for sure yeah, yeah. there's a couple of songs that didn't make the final cut for the record that were about um the one that's out now right uh yeah or actually all of them together <laughs> oh, no. I, usually I, I pitch these songs and the guy's are like i don't know if this goes along with uh songs about nostalgia and uh relationships and yeah but i don't think 9-11 is an inside job we'll make a good bonus track on this album no, not, a B-side, uh, not a b-side track away. like where yeah. where have the reptile people gone <laughs> we'll see i mean we you know we're gonna put out more records maybe yeah there you go you could actually just do one record of all of those songs well, Wow. I'm just That's saying. A really good I'm just idea. saying. I'm just saying. Keep it like within the theme. You put the golden record on there. Wow. Your Voyager it. tattoo can be the album cover. It could. Yep. That's awesome. The Voyager tattoo actually, it's funny. Just looking at it, I forgot how that. much it faded because uh, I got it from a juggalo. And we smoked a blunt before we did like it. Like an Fuck ICP? Yeah. ICP guy, yeah. Nice. Fucking yeah. <laughs> nice. That's so... Uh, that ties have you ever been to the Gathering of the Juggalos? I've not been to the Gathering of the Juggalos, <laughs> but uh, the town that I grew up in, if you wanted to get... Uh, you, if you want to buy like weight of weed and stuff like that, you had to go through the juggalos. It was just a bunch of like lower class um, white kids from like, you know, unfortunate neighborhoods that just really loved bizarre, spooky rap. Yeah, man. Did you ever read, I'm going to fuck up the book, but it's a book and this guy followed fish for six months and then he followed icp for six months and he combined he compares the two. Oh my god that really? sounds amazing i will find i'll what? google it when we get off here and i'll give it it's one of the best books i've ever read oh that sounds it's awesome so fucking cool but he talks about how like the two fandoms are like very similar in a lot of ways but he goes really into icp fandom which was super interesting to me it's yeah. a really interesting mm-hmm. super uh, fascinating culture. i would yeah. love to talk to a i actually read the guy from that band's autobiography because of it it was so really? fascinating yeah, yeah. it's uh. the print size is really big nice it's an easy <laughs> read and i want to like you know disparage everybody and <laughs> tag along that the idea that juggalos are dumb because i knew a lot of smart cool kids that were juggalos but uh yeah the the it's really intense goes over as like past sexual abuse history and all kinds of crazy shit growing up in detroit it's an interesting interesting book we'll have to check that out yeah, check that out Sweet. tom thanks so much for coming on thank the podcast you. hey thank you so much for having me no yeah. problem bye bye look at this Campfire.